Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Live from the Youth Today studio at Kennesaw State University, you're listening to Watchdogs Radio. Watchdogs Radio is a production of the Watchdogs program of the National Center for Fathering. For more information, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Also brought to you in cooperation with Youth Today. Youth Today is a publication of the Center for Sustained Journalism at Kennesaw State University. If you want to know what's going on with Youth Today, go to youthtoday.org. Well, good afternoon. Uh, that was kind of a surprise. I had another uh, opening <laughs> set up there, and uh, it uh, it kind of jumped on me there. Anyway, well, good morning on the West Coast. Good afternoon on the East Coast. I'm your host, Keith Shoemaker, and we are live with Watchdogs Radio uh, coming to you. I am in... Uh, actually, as I look out the window uh, for a change, beautiful, sunny Atlanta, Georgia. We took some uh, took some rough weather last night, and I know we've had some uh, some rough weather all across the country, particularly across the South. And uh, definitely want to send out our our, our heartfelt thoughts and prayers to uh, those that are uh, suffering today across the uh, tornado alley. Um, I know we took some uh, a little little minor bit of damage uh, last night, but uh, I know there's some. Uh, some heartache going on through, throughout our country, and I certainly want to leave our thoughts and prayers with those folks. And, uh, and on that note, speaking of uh, the South and some of the states that have been hit with uh, the tornadoes, I got my good friend Chris Dannenauer on the line from the Watchdogs Home Office in Springdale, Arkansas. Chris, how are you holding up out there? Keith, uh, yeah, I'm doing good, doing good. You know, our, our thoughts and uh, prayers go out to the, the families affected uh, not only here in Arkansas, but uh, to those down in, you know, Mississippi, Oklahoma, Georgia, uh, you know, Tennessee that are being affected by the uh, Alabama, that's being affected by this Mother Nature. And uh, matter of fact, for a better part of eight years, I would drive through Bologna uh, when I would, uh, my wife and I would come see our family. And then mm-hmm. on our way back home, we would we'd pass through that, that, that great, wonderful city. And, uh, you know, our hearts just go out to, to those families who have lost loved ones. Certainly. Now, how far is that from Springdale? Is that... Uh... It's about three hours. So oh, uh, okay. we used to live in, a, in a, a town called Newport, uh, Arkansas. Great, small uh, city, excellent town. And uh, when we would hit Bologna, if we're going home from Fayetteville uh, to Newport, it, it was kind of like, hey, we're an hour away from home. And so, yeah. you know, we, we knew we were getting close, and it would always have to pass through it. And uh, just a, a wonderful uh, place to to stop and get some rest or let the dog out or change the diaper when the boys are little. You know, now they're in high school, but that was a great mm-hmm. place uh, for us just to take a small break and, uh, and re-energize for our last hour yeah. uh, uh, to get home. So just, uh, you know, our heart yeah. Just go out to those infected, like I said, not only in Arkansas, but Oklahoma and uh, Alabama, Mississippi, uh, Georgia, mm-hmm. that are, uh, North Carolina has been affected by this uh, 
uh, Mother Nature weather. Well, certainly, and of course, I always, um, you know, bring up, you know, think as well about the uh, the responders that are having to deal with, uh, you know, this is not your run-of-the-mill emergency that they go out there and see, and it's it's very stressful to go out there and uh, and have to deal with the kind of things that uh, your first responders, uh, you know, see when you go out there. So certainly, our uh, our heartfelt thoughts go out to uh, to those folks as well. Hey, I, I got a couple of. I got a couple of folks on the line here. Um, one uh, I just kind of grabbed at the last minute here, and uh, this is kind of I uh, don't know if you've had a chance to see um, on our Facebook um, group. We have uh, posted a video that was done by two great guys out in Western Washington. They're really kind of our uh, our banner carriers out there uh, in the Snohomish district, uh, doing an amazing job out there. But uh, David Rogers has some uh, some great talents when it comes to uh, video production, uh, putting things together. He's done a couple of great things for us so far. I, I know he's working on a couple more things. But, you know, we have a lot of people this time of year, they're, they're coming to the end of their child's uh, fifth grade, sixth grade, whatever the, the, the top of your elementary school uh, level is, and they're thinking, you know, uh, my watchdog career is over. This is, uh, you know, the, the the end of the line for uh, for me as a as a dad being involved in my child's education. For me as a dad being involved in in watchdogs, and that's actually not the case. And uh, and David uh, and Scott Kelly out there have uh, helped us to try to carry that on. So uh, hey, David, uh, welcome to Watchdogs Radio. How are you doing today, my friend? I am doing well. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you good. You got your good phone on, right? Yes, sir, I do. Just for you guys. <laughs> there, there you go. Well, uh, well David, I, I've only got a, uh, a couple of minutes here, but I wanted to get you in here and talk about this video you did and, and kind of the things that we, uh, through Watchdogs, you know, we're looking more at the middle school, the uh, the high school level. Of course, I'm a top dog at a, at a, uh, a middle school, and uh, – it's a little bit different there, but uh, kind of tell me a little bit about this video you put together and uh, and how the idea came about and, and where we're going to go with this. Okay, thank you. Well, uh, please, everyone who hasn't already had a chance, check out the Facebook, uh, the landing page for uh, Watchdogs uh, Facebook page, and you'll see a pinned video that I put together with Scott Kelly, who uh, we serve in a variety of roles. I'm a top dog for three schools, an elementary, a middle school, and a high school. Wow. And also, I serve as a regional coordinator. What we try to do is try to get dads involved through either Kiwanis groups or local groups or just dads who are interested in starting a program at their school. So advocacy of the Watchdog programs is an all-year event for us, and it's something that we have a lot of passion in. Um, but as we've gone along and as our children are growing, not only are we passionate about the program, the results are speaking for themselves, everyone. Mm-hmm. Having dads, briefly, I, I want to say that being a watchdog is a, can really be in a, in a commitment for all of us as we as our children go through their entire public school career uh, or private. If, if you may have a, when we have a number of watchdog programs in private schools, but as the children go through school, you know, elementary school is kind of like the slam dunk. It's the it's the where the superheroes of the, of the hall is, and, and it really is the most rewarding part of being a watchdog. So mm-hmm. we kind of pay, we we kind of get our rewards forward, and I would like us to encourage us all. Then we need to start digging and, and work because it gets a little harder 
in the middle and high school level. Not only are they bigger and their voices change and their attitudes change, but they push us away. But I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to all be very introspective about that position, that they're, they're pushing you away. You pushed away your kids, your mom and dad mm-hmm. at some point. Why mm-hmm. not? Because you're wanting to be yourself. You're wanting to find who you are apart from your mother and your father. But did you ever take your eyes off? No, you didn't. You watched them. You, you looked at their character. You looked at their mm-hmm. moral standing on a variety of issues. You were their role model. And I'm asking, yes. and the thing is that as, as we know, we all know the statistics, 25% or greater of our kids go to bed every night without a significant male role model in their lives. And mm-hmm. for us as good men and women, uh, or good men in this particular case, who want to provide a good role model can do it in school where they spend, you know, most of their time publicly. So if we show a good, uh, you know, good positive male role model in those settings, we, have an, we not only show to our kids that they matter, they're important, but we're also yes. showing their friends. They're showing the people who are just watching because we are there. Mm-hmm. So we exactly. have an enormous, we have a responsibility as a, as a member of the positive, upstanding member of our community for one. But two, we have an opportunity to make an, an enormous difference. Now, I told Keith this earlier today, and many of you all know that uh, Watchdog started from a very unfortunate event. Well, unfortunately, my school district, who did not, which did not have a Watchdog program, had mm-hmm. a stabbing event last year, and, and, or two years ago, excuse me, and our school is still reaping the rewards of lawsuits and heavy damages for things that were really out of their control. But the one thing that was one thing that remains true, there wasn't and still isn't a watchdog program in that school. Hmm. And this is a high school that we're still working very hard for. But getting the culture set so that we're wanted and needed and appreciated is, is a little challenging. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'll keep, I'll keep this really quick, wrap this up. Sure. By saying sure. a school without a watchdogs program is like not playing the lottery when it comes <laughs> to interacting with a child at risk. Mm-hmm. If 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 we're not there, we cannot make a difference. Exactly, if we are there, it changes the a, the atmosphere of the school. It absolutely does. It changes the atmosphere of the school. It changes, and if there's a kid out there, we might actually have a fighting chance to spot him, interact mm-hmm. with him, and turn around the light before it makes a very unfortunate and bad, bad, bad decision. So sure. That's but the thing is, if we're not there. We can't do anything. Right, right. So, and, of course, I mean, that the, it's, it's all about the, you know, being a part of the school. You know, we're, we're not a security guard. We're not, you know, we don't promote the program as being a response to something like that or even that, you know, we would e- not even say that we would even uh, prevent something like that. But we're just changing the attitude and, and the perception within the school and, and I think that's a um, a great great thought and we want to you know we want to carry this on and and and, uh, and do a bit more of it uh, certainly you know um, I've had uh, several conversations and, and the one thing talking about the middle school and I want to bring this up and I, and I love this um, this comment that um, Dr. Linda Nielsen made when I interviewed her here on Watchdogs Radio here a few months ago you know she said that you know she did a study where the a large number of college-age women feel that their daddy disappeared at about the level of middle school. And that seems to be a, um, a problem in our community. You know, we feel like, you know, they've got a locker, they change classroom, classrooms in middle school, you know, they're, they're an adult now. Well, they're not. 
and they, you know, they need us even more then because when you look at, right. you know, you go back and you look at drug abusers, you go back and you look at alcoholics, you go back and, and, and look at any number of things, most of those people will tell you, when did you have your first taste of whatever it is that's destroyed your life? And they look at it and, and it's usually middle school. And, and that's the time, you know, that, that we need to be a part of what's going on. And if you're sitting there, you're listening to this program and you're thinking to yourself, I don't have a drug problem in my school. I don't have a drug problem in our community. Um, let me tell you something. Those are the communities that have the, 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 the tougher problems because those are the communities that have it covered up. And, you know, we need to be open to the fact that, you know, we've got things that we need to address and, and look at. So, well, David, thank you so much for, uh, for what, you, uh, what you're doing for us, for the, the, uh, the pizza night video you did a few months ago. I've used that at a few pizza nights. It's gone over real well. So thank you so much for, for all of the great things you're doing for us out there in western Washington. And one, Thanks, of these days I'm we appreciate out, you. one of these days I'm going to come out there and get a chance to golf. Not that I'm good. Awesome and do some salmon fishing, guys. So uh, nice to for this opportunity to speak to the Watch Dogs at large and all of you. Keep the torch lit and keep the faith. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, David. And and there, you know, there's as I said, there's some some great stuff uh, going on out there in uh, in Western Washington that these guys are uh, that these guys are for us. So, well, Chris, uh, I'm I'm going to take our uh, our mid mid-show break here, and, uh, and I want to get right back here and get to uh, Dr. Stephen Soroka, uh, excellent, uh, excellent speaker. We're going to hear from him in just a minute. Hold on. Sounds great, Keith. Hi, this is Morgan Freeman. Has anyone ever said you are the picture of health? You look healthy, you feel fine, but that may not be the full picture. Colorectal cancer is the second leading cancer killer of men and women over 50. Since it doesn't always cause symptoms, you may not know you have it. The only way to know is by getting screened. Screening can find precancerous polyps, so they can be removed before they turn into cancer. This is one cancer you can prevent. Plus, screening can find colorectal cancer at an early stage, when the chance for a full recovery is very high. Talk with your doctor and get tested for colorectal cancer. Medicare and many insurance plans help pay for screening. Get screened. Make sure you are the picture of health. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Well, of course, that's a little out of the watchdog's realm, but uh, certainly I never want to take an opportunity. I never want to miss an opportunity to, uh, to get the word out about, uh, especially... Um, you know, I just uh, had a had a significant birthday myself, and uh, you know anybody over the age of fifty, you know, please get out there, get checked, and uh, and talk to your doctor because I think it's it's very important, and it is something that um, happened in my family, snuck up on us, and uh, and we don't want to see that happen to anybody else. So, moving right along, I would like to uh, I would like to introduce our special guest today, a good friend of mine. I've had a chance to uh, work with this gentleman on a couple of occasions through uh, some local conferences and things. And, uh, and he's just such a pleasure to listen to and, and a wealth of information. I'd like to wa- welcome Dr. Steven Soroka to Watch Dogs Radio. Dr. Steve, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Keith. How about yourself? I am doing great, doing great. Having, some, uh, ha- having a little bit of sunshine here between tornadoes, and I think we're going to do fine here in the south. But uh, that's just the way it, it is when you live in Tornado Alley. <laughs> 
So, um, well, let's see. I understand you've got a new article out. Um, well, first of all, can you give us, for anybody that's not familiar with you, hadn't had a chance to take a look at your webpage, can you give us a brief a uh, little bit of background about yourself, and then we'll uh, we'll talk about some of the stuff you've been writing about. You got some good stuff going on. Um, I just um, um, I, I I've worked in schools my whole life. I teach in a medical school right now. If you ask me what I did, try to do is I try to change people's lives. I, I go out and talk about the power of one. How every one of us can make a difference by learning all you can and by taking care of one another and by telling the people that you love you love them because today's world today there's no guarantees. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely, and, and and I've seen so many, so many situations. I mean, just within my own life, uh, where you know you never know, you never know what uh, what tomorrow is going to bring. So you'd never want to miss a chance to uh, to tell somebody you love them. That's for sure. So uh, now you've, um, I know there's been a lot of talk about um, opiate addiction in the in the national scope. Um, talking about providing. Um, Narcan to um, agencies, and for those of you not familiar with, uh, with with what that is, it's basically an, an antidote for uh, an opiate like a, a, a morphine or a heroin or something like that. So, um, so Dr. Steve, what is uh, what's your what's your article you got going right now? What are we hearing about? Okay. First of all, um, it's a, it's a national article. It's in your teen. It's actually uh, for parents. It's a it's a national magazine, and it's about teens and heroin in the suburbs. It was some ex- the subtitles expert advice, and I can tell people that they want to get access to it if they just go to my website. I posted it on my website along mm-hmm. with a video about talking about talking to your kids about heroin. And my website is just basically my name. It's just uh, it's www and then it's drstevensoroka.com and it's d r s t e p h e n s r o k a dot com. And if you miss that, if you just Google Power One. Dr. Steve, mm-hmm. you, you'll get to where I'm at. Uh, this article, I, I, Keith, has gotten incredible, um, uh, well, incredibly well-received around the country. Heroin used to be, people thought, an inner-city pro- problem. And as long as they were poor white kids, black, Hispanic, kids of color, no one cared. But now this disease is killing people, white, rich boys and girls in the suburbs. And it's just turned mm-hmm. this country around because... People thought by moving away from the problem and raising your kids right and sending them to college and putting them in a good neighborhood, and it's actually, uh, at least where I'm at, I'm in Lakewood, Ohio, where it's also sunny right now. Um, mm-hmm. the, 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 the person, the face of AIDS, I, and I do uh, the face of, uh, of heroin, and I'm doing actually a program tomorrow night and Wednesday, uh, Friday night and also next Monday, a series called uh, Heroin in the Suburbs. When we get our guest speakers to come out, the people that have, have lo- the young people that have lived through this spectrum, it's almost always here a young, good-looking, rich white male from the suburbs, and it just mm-hmm. shocks the, the shoes off of people in the audience because it's like, how could this happen? And if mm-hmm. we have enough time, we can talk about how it could happen, or we can just spend our time on how to do the best we can and how to talk to your kids. I'm, whatever you like, Keith, we can talk about. Well, um, I would. one of the things that shocked me several years ago, I was, uh, I was taking a part in a committee uh, a protecting our children committee. I don't remember exactly what the name of it was now, but um, we had a guest speaker that was the local uh, drug and alcohol counselor for the school system. And one of the things that he said 
um, that really caught my attention was, and, and I just mentioned it earlier, is if you think you don't have a drug problem in your community, that's one sign that you do have a drug problem because you're looking at communities where, you know, number one, these kids can afford the better stuff. And number two, they've got more disposable time and income. Uh, and number three is the parents have more of an ability to cover it up if it does come to surface. So is that pretty much what you've seen, Dr. Steve? Amen. In fact, my article starts off, I thought you wrote my article, Keith. Uh, it starts <laughs> off, the first tip I get is don't wear blinders. This can happen to anyone. And after a heroin or opiate death, people always say, I never thought it can happen here. But heroin can happen anywhere, so don't rely on the not my kid, not my community. These kids in the suburbs, uh, although I know parents don't want to hear this, they often have too much time and too much money, and they have access to excess. And what happens is uh, many of these times, as you just said, the parents kind of cover it up. They don't believe it, and then when it happens, they're just in, in disbelief. It's, 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 the bottom line is this. I mean, there's so much to talk about when we don't have enough time. Is Keith, we think in the medical community today, one out of four brains are wired for addiction, and no one knows who they are. Mm-hmm. But roughly, I can tell you this with pretty good certainty, scientific certainty, one out of few, four people that try heroin the first time will be addicted for life. That's wow. huge. You know, Philip yes. Hoffman, I mean, 23 years before you know, the, the, the movie star, 23 years clean, and then he, he, had, you know, he went back and used it and, 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 and killed himself. There, there is no guarantee out there today. You know, we know about one out of seven people have problems with alcohol, but this heroin, see, everything is so different. Uh, in the old days, we said different things. If you're drinking, we'd say, oh, you've got to bottom out, and once you bottom out and hit bottom, then you pull yourself up by the bootstraps and you make a difference. Well, Keith, when you bottom out with heroin, you're in the grave. You're dead. And exactly. so you, you, you mentioned before Narcon and Anoxline. That's powerful. We're uh, on national movements in Ohio here. We just passed a law that allows anyone, who a friend or a family member of someone who is in the spectrum of using heroin, to get this Narcon and, and, mm-hmm. and to have it with them so they, if the person does overdose, they can give them some of the – I obviously call 911 uh, first. But then you call, you go, and you can give this because uh, uh, the heroin bl- blocks off the, the receptors to the brain that makes you feel mm-hmm. good, but also, as you well know, stops re- uh, uh, stops your ability to breathe. And when exactly. you when you when you pop this in, you can start to breathe again for at least a couple minutes, and then of course if the people don't get there you can do it again but a lot of people don't realize Keith but you know because you're a first responder that when people are coming out of this and you give them that little Narcon they're not a happy tr- camper I mean they're they're going through oh, yeah. withdrawal so oh yeah, yeah I've, I've been, <laughs> I've been, let, let's just say I've had some uh, some not so nice conversations when they when they come out of it and they you know you, you saved the person's life and I, I will say that um, where part of the area, you know, many of the, the people that I see, it's interesting and it's almost brought up as a joke where the, the patients that we see in the area that I work are generally people who are going in, buying this stuff, using it on the way out. They wind up, you know, we pick them up in the, in the, in the restroom of the fast food restaurant, sitting at a traffic light, um, you know, driving down the road and hit a pole one recently. I mean, it's just, and the thing is, it's almost inevitably always not some, you know, somebody from downtown in, in, in the neighborhoods that are known for that. It's somebody from the northern suburbs. 
that have that have and, coming down and, and they're driving home, and it's and kids I a think, lot. I, I agree, and you know what? Uh, what? 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 I, I think a terrifying fact too is the fact that about, and this is pretty much documented around the country. About eighty percent of the people that that inject heroin inject with their friends. But about 80% of the people who have overdosed on opiates and heroin are found alone. And yes. that's why it's so important to, for people to have this Narcon until people like you can get there and make a difference. But we're trying to change the laws. In Ohio, we have the, the law where you can go and get You need a prescription, but we can write that script out for you, and you, mm-hmm. you can carry it with you. And we're trying to change the laws of a, a good Samaritan. So if you're with somebody and they are overdosing, you can call and not be arrested when someone comes out. We're, we're right. trying to do all we can to keep people alive. But I would say my biggest problem, Keith, is I go around the country because I'm talking around this. I was just in Boston, and uh, next week I'll be in Baton Rouge. Wherever I'm going, the biggest problem we have is one of, as you mentioned, awareness and denial, where people are saying, well, it doesn't happen here. And then after they find out they can, then, as you just said, becoming very educated, becoming aware of the symptoms and what to look for. So, you know, if your kid, like, has constricted pupils or they're Mm -hmm. impaired brain functioning or nodding out, or if you're looking around your house and you just see things like spoons disappearing or syringes or pipes or tubing, then you know you need to get some help. Parents always say, well, should I go? And I say this very simply, Keith, is if you suspect, you need to inspect. Okay. Right. If, yes. If you suspect, yes, you need to inspect. And and, and what happens? And, and, and parents need to realize that once the kids are in this drug spectrum, you can't talk to them because they will lie, they will cheat, they will do anything they can to get the drug that they need. So. Exactly. A lot of times parents say, what can I do? Well, first of all, you're going to, at that point you need professional help. But many parents don't know, they don't realize how they play into this drug taking. You know, it's like, think about this, Keith. People invite their families and friends over to their house to watch a football game. Everybody's upstairs drinking Miller beer, but the kids have to go to the basement and play their little games. What are those mm-hmm. little kids seeing in the basement? I can't wait to grow up so I can get drunk and watch a football <laughs> game. You know, yeah. or, or, or the parents that say, I got to take my medicine, you know, and they're, and they're taking all these medicines and the kids are going, oh, when you get sick, you take a lot of medicines. So mm-hmm. a lot it makes of times you feel parents, better. yeah, because parents don't realize that they're doing these things that could possibly get them in trouble. But the, but the point is right now, people need to be prepared, not scared. And if there's something, you got to be prepared. If something does happen, get the help right. that you need. And if there is an issue, as you just said, uh, having that Narcon around so you can help somebody stay alive because it's it's truly a life and death situation right well I, you know i've heard a lot of comments in the in the in my uh field and just people talking about the fact that you know if you're providing public access to narcan we're enabling them to to do more and and i think the the you need to back up and realize you know uh-huh. we're talking about the difference between life and death here and you know number one if you if you have to use the narcan you know then obviously they've gone too far and, right. you know, well, we it, don't want to have people dying just to prove a point. Well, you know, exactly. And if, if people do go to my website and check out the, the interview I did for NBC, you know, it's like people always say things like you just said, uh, Keith, until it's your kid. Right, right. And once it's your kid, you go, wait a minute, I don't want this kid to die out there. 
this is such a complex issue. I mean, tr- there's no quick fix out of this, this opiate mess. It was started by doctors that overprescribed years ago and doctors that don't know how to deal with addiction. And so uh, the people that we're seeing are, are basically young athletes who got injured in school or partied with some drugs and never realized that it could capture them the way they do. It is a mm-hmm. brutal addiction. You know, 90% of young people, men that go into a program, 90% relapse. It's huge. So I mm-hmm. tell people, you do all you can. And, you know, when, all, when you've done all you can, you, you just pray. And, and people say, what can, we give, what can we give our kids? And mm-hmm. some of the research that suggests on just changing behaviors are always the three Fs. And I might have mentioned them last time. But the first F is a family surrounding someone with somebody that they love, even if it's not biological. But these kids need a family growing up. The second mm-hmm. thing they need is to be friends because most people do drugs with other people. So you've got to tell me, you tell me who your kid's posse is. I'll tell you who they're running with and they could get in trouble. But the third F most kids need is they need a faith, a moral compass. Because um, how do you make your good decisions? After doing this for a while, we came up with a mantra working with kids. And when I do this training for kids or physicians, I, I say just repeat after me and I go, don't start. But if you do... Uh, get help as soon as you can because mm-hmm. you don't do heroin. Heroin does you. Heroin right. will give you the best feeling you ever have until you don't have it, and then it'll give you the worst feeling you ever had. So exactly. Don't start. Well, we're we're running out of time here, and I would love to have you back again. It's always a pleasure to have you on here. But the you know the one thing when you go back and look at the the people that. Uh, that are having this problem that you're dealing with, especially as they're early, early on in their adult years, from our perspective, when you look back, did they have a father figure that was active, engaged, and in, in involved in their life as they were growing up, or were they out trying to find something on their own? And the answer is both. Right. <laughs> That's right. The, you know, I, my, my article is pretty much called an equal opportunity destroyer. And I yes. think what is so sad, Keith, is we have good parents raising good kids, and they still end up like that. And mm. so we do all we can, and we pray, and uh, hopefully we'll all make it together. Yep, yep, yep. Well, well, Dr. Stephen Soroka, thank you very much for joining us on Watch Dogs Radio. It is always a pleasure. I look forward to working with you again in the future. Yeah, let's talk about something happy next time, okay? There you go. Hey, Dr. Sorokin, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, the happy thing is fathers can make a difference, and that's huge, and that's that's a good way to end it. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, don't forget to join us next week on Watch Dogs Radio. Remember, the only schools that don't have a Watch Dogs program are the ones that just don't know enough about us. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.